It's Monday. It's October 25th. And the word of the day is desiccant, which means a drying agent, like a packet of silica gel to keep water vapor from collecting in certain products. Or Ben Shapiro. Used in a sentence. <laughs> Stop eating the desiccant. You're right? freaking everyone out, and now there's a warning on it. Why would a bag of pepperoni have one piece that looks like a bag of sand? <laughs> Don't eat that. Uh, see, now that you've said it, half the country is doing it just to own the libs. Great, yeah. Keith. Great. See, now, <laughs> this is the real reason we need mandatory voting, guys. <laughs> I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Donald Trump's Twitter ends up a Pornhub. <laughs> Heath will present his holiday buying guide. And we have a very special segment about genital cage safety. But <laughs> That's first, the same story. <laughs> it is. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight. Are my fellow skeptic rats, no illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, any grand proclamations before we get started? Um, how bad do I fuck up the bit if I just say no? <laughs> I mean, that would entirely... Yeah. Heath, do you have any grand proclamations? It. it feels like you're it's testing not... the waters for grand proclamations, uh, uh, but you didn't want to go first. <laughs> it's not... I is it... I... I don't think the vaccine is real. That's what I'm oh, saying. I'm Jesus saying I don't Christ. think it's real. I think it's a hoax. Oh, We've betrayed the New York Times' this is trust. a joke, everybody. <laughs> uh, but we just made a lot of money. No, no, no. We just made so... Look at the Patreon just racking up. Okay, it wasn't a joke. Uh, just super muscly. Guys, how did I get so muscly? <laughs> changed it up. This doesn't look like fitness. This looks like drugs. Oh, it's <laughs> drugs. I'm on drugs. <laughs> I was on news radio. <laughs> in our lead story tonight. I don't think airplanes are real, okay? For real, I don't I don't believe in the physics. How could Go they ahead. have taken down the buildings? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doesn't even make sense. In our lead story tonight, Trump announced last week that he'll finally be making his long unawaited return to social media. <laughs> he revealed the imminent launch of his new social media empire complete with beer and hookers in a press release from the nearly extant Trump Media and Technology <laughs> Group. Now, in addition to a Twitter clone called uh, Truth Social, set to start beta texting next month, the announcement also promises a forthcoming right-wing alternative to YouTube, Netflix, and all the other internet things Trump could think up on the spot. So soon, there will finally be a place for racist conspiracy theorists on the internet. It's about fucking time. <laughs> Imagine looking at the media landscape dominated by Joe Rogan and thinking, damn, we need some right-wing views on here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, he can kill a man with wrist control and a napkin. He just said, it's, you know what? It's too many ivory tower intellectuals like this <laughs> on the internet. I want a host who's just veins. <laughs> so yeah, I, I checked out the pathetic little video preview that they have on their parent company's site, and I'd encourage everybody listening to do the same. It is fucking hilarious. Okay, there's no commentary, no explanation of features. It's just like a phone haltingly scrolling through this generic version of TikTok that they'd have to use in a movie if they didn't have permission <laughs> or whatever, occasionally clicking on animal videos. Right? It's like 45 seconds of that, and then they go. there's like a vague, oh, and it'll have DMs clipped to wrap it up. And cool. as if to bait yeah. me into an easy joke, the video that they highlight in that little thing is a dancing fucking orangutan. 
Yep. Yes, weird they pick. put a video of a dangerous orange monkey making an <laughs> ass of itself on their own goddamn preview. You guys get to choose. It's fine. Okay, but what you don't know is that monkey actually stormed the Capitol building. It's a whole thing. It's, well, it's a we, very important Right, monkey. he had the hat and the makeup, so it was hard to tell, yeah. <laughs> Now, of course, immediately after the announcement, conservative social media personalities took to social media to celebrate the fact that soon conservative social media personalities would be able to take to social media. And immediately after that, this site got the fuck hacked out of it, okay? So quickly. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> like, in a transparent effort to one-up the abortive efforts of Mike Lindell, whose social media site fucking frank.link.co slash mlindell336 was hacked during its launch. Trump's site managed to get hacked even before the fucking beta test It didn't exist yet. Yes. We hacked nothing somehow. <laughs> yeah, so literally two hours after the announcement, at least half a dozen hackers had breached the site's security and made parody accounts of Trump, Pence, Steve Bannon, Jack Dorsey, etc. And then they used those accounts to post pictures of defecating pigs and profanity-laden tirades. So ultimately, they did use it the way it was intended to right. be used. But you know. Okay, so you know how right-wingers and bigots have ruined normal social media? and now we're all in hell. Mm -hmm. What if yeah. we just all agree to sign up for 90 accounts on truth.geocities or whatever the fuck they end up calling it <laughs> and we just start respecting pronouns and examining history through the lens of critical race wherever they look. All right, fuck. The insiders are outsiders now? Or mm, is it... Do we switch? I don't know what would... You know, I'm taking a vaccine right now. I panicked. I don't know. I'm, I'm vaccinated now. I don't know what to do. Am I an insider? Out, out, now, fuck. So, so it, by the way, if this story has like a, a deja vu feel to it, that's because this is far from the first time Trump has announced a social media venture of his own, right? So he teased this back in March to soften the blow of how silly his shitty little blog had made him look. And and there have also been multiple attempts at the same thing by several of his acolytes. That, that includes the aforementioned abomination from Lindell, as well as his former advisor Jason Miller's site Getter, which launched in July with the clear hopes that that would end up being the official Trumpian social media site. Uh, and there's little question that it would have if the launch had been so sad and shitty yeah and worst of all he didn't even abandon the product by saying getters done huge missed right. opportunity huge amen brother <laughs> but of course trump's ambitions don't stop with an uninspired twitter clone the same press release that announced truth social also laid out the grand plans for the trump media and technology group none of which include finding an acronym that my mind doesn't immediately turn into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at a glance. Yes, it does. Uh, they'll also be launching a subscription video-on-demand service, TMTG+, Plus, which will feature, in their own words, non-woke entertainment programming, news, podcasts, and more, end quote. It's going to be a sleep programming. See, bigotry. What? Right, that's uh, what yeah, it's it going to be yeah. big all minstrel <laughs> shows all the time, I guess. <laughs> It'll be blackface book, blackface book. <laughs> and, and by the way, the share price of the company he's partnering with to do this skyrocketed after the announcement. So apparently, there are a lot of investors who think paid podcasting app for racist and 4chan but more so makes for a solid business model i guess <laughs> see and you guys thought my music streaming service spot a kike was a bad idea so <laughs> i think four clan has legs yeah, i think that yeah, would go thank somewhere you. thank you Heath is always in his own little 30 seconds on the clock bit and once in a while he lets us give it a peek inside we, we awesome. dropped it because he was always on the clock he right the clock yeah, exactly never stopped now, of course, 
Not all the news is rosy for the Teenage Mutant Technology Group. Apparently, they're already in violation of the terms of service from the software that they're using to build the site, and they're facing a lawsuit over that. Uh, What's more, despite the free speech justification for the site's existence, Truth Social already has language on their terms of service far more draconian than anything you're going to find on Facebook or Twitter. Apparently, it's against the site's rules to make fun of the site itself on the site. (laughs) That's all I use Facebook for, basically. Yeah, so, um, and and I, look, I'm of the mind, and please feel free to, to take this as a challenge, uh, that if we tried real hard, we could find plenty of other free speech the site would suddenly declare is in violation of its terms of service as well. <laughs> How did they violate the terms of service from the software they're using? It's open source software, too. You almost They were just putting, like, slur words in the notes of their code? <laughs> like, what the fuck happened Oh, there? there's child porn in my cola. Refusing to share their source code. <laughs> on, on this open source, anyway, yeah. It's, it's, okay, so like I said, slurs in the notes. Yep. <laughs> and quick, well, we all registered 26 fake accounts on Truth Social. We're going to pause for a word from our first sponsor this week, Policy Genius. Okay, what about the big spider? On the big web, man, obviously. Right, sure, goes on the Hey, guys, what you doing there? Oh, hey, Heath, Noah and I were just getting ready for Halloween. There's so much to plan. Candy, mm-hmm. decorations. Sometimes feels like the only thing I'm not worried about this month is life insurance. Life insurance? Why is that? Silly, Heath. Because of policy genius, of course. Uh, so, Eli, did you put out an entire bowl of three musketeers? They're the best candy. I want nope. someone to be no, able to choose that. Officially not the best candy. So what's... Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. I don't know. Why would I compare life insurance? <laughs> for the same reason you buy four different Pop Scare candy buckets, silly, to find out the one that's right for you. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Plus, the licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance company, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That sounds way easier than... Finding that house that gives out full-size candy bars and going back over and over. That's my house, by the way. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Wait, are the full-size candy bars three musketeers? No. Anna vetoed. Thought so. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Vax Man News. In yet another I've been looking since I saw that in the notes, I've been looking forward to the delivery on that. In yet another desperate attempt to get your shitty uncle to take the vaccine this week, the CDC uncovered and revealed startling and important news. People who receive the COVID vaccine aren't just less likely to die of COVID than the unvaccinated. They're less likely to die for any reason. And you know what that means? No. The COVID vaccine makes you immortal. Get out there and fight some crime, everybody. (laughs) That's right. Team up with Vin Diesel and Tyrese and Ludacris. Stop an international arms dealer with a fast car. You cannot die. You can't die. It's impossible. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to think that the overwhelming majority of our audience didn't catch that Fast and the Furious Part 12 reference, but I've been I've been disappointed. <laughs> I think that it's nine. I think they did. Now, for the <laughs> skeptics in the audience, I should point out that the CDC did not come to that same crime fighting encouragement conclusion. Rather, this study was 
far more doomed. It was an attempt to prove <laughs> once again that the vaccines are safe and do not have side effects other than the ones that are currently known to medical experts. Contrary to rumors around the internet, which claim that the vaccines can cause accidental infertility, severe allergic reaction, and of course, magnetism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, magnets is flying. You can fucking fly. Right? You yeah, can right. fly now. She's, and, and you even left out doing weird shit to Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls in that I list. Did. It's still I did. Still silly. You Gravy still had right a rule of threes there. <laughs> Plus flying and that? Come on. <laughs> that said, the study does prove something that a lot of us already knew. The unvaccinated are more likely to die of all the stuff... Because they're stupid. Stupid because they're, they're dumb people. Yeah. They drive faster. They treat their bodies worse. They make less considered decisions. I guess what I'm saying is the problem is solving itself, my friends. The yeah, problem. There's two types of people in the world. You got the Jeopardy people and the Wheel of Fortune people. Anti-vaxxers are Wheel of fucking Fortune. <laughs> oh, come on. There's a level below that. There's like deal or no deal people. Come on. <laughs> there's the, oh, God. There's so many bad eyes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> This this bit could go on all day. <laughs> Nazis. All right. <laughs> family Feud. There we go. One final thing. How dare here. you? Right? I, yeah. Well, you Steve, like the Family Steve, Feud? Steve Harvey's Family Feud, sure, but yeah. Oh, Ray I Combs? Love, yeah, Ray Combs is great. No, I love, the fa- I love Steve Harvey because they got that you're just supposed to bring terrible families on, so they're like, name a fruit, and someone's like, microphone, and that's the show now. That's fine. One final thing. You know thing what? I'm going to go on my own. I'm going out on my own. <laughs> microphone yes! let's start <laughs> a oh no okay you were doing a different thing i th- I was thinking that you heath would go on family feud by yourself <laughs> Just... <laughs> all right and facing the schmendersons is the orphan <laughs> oh, you don't have it. Oh no, you actually have a pretty extensive family. Just none of them would come with you. Oh, <laughs> I don't. It's not. What <laughs> final thing here? Look. I appreciate what the folks over at the CDC are trying to do. They're doing their best. But look, if these people were convinced by data and studies, they'd be vaccinated. What they're convinced by is losing their job at the fashion bug. So, yep. you know, good effort, but maybe focus on firing some more cops, CDC. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, actually, Eli, the, the CDC isn't allowed to fire cops. Uh, there's a 1996 law that forbids them from treating gun violence like a public health problem. Kind all of, right, well, then I'm out of ideas. That tracks. <laughs> And in life is Rudyful news. Rudy Giuliani is literally and figuratively melting down, and it's delightful to watch. He's the worst thing to come out of New York since, like, since like Donald Trump ruined the entire joke premise that I was yeah. trying to open. Yeah. Sure. Giuliani's life and career were already full of embarrassment, but the last year has been rough, like rough, and. <laughs> Last week, it got even worse. He decided to help campaign for Glenn Youngkin, the GOP candidate for Virginia governor. And what's the best way to do that? Well, the real answer is shut the fuck up and stay away from me because you're hot garbage. Pretty sure that would be the guidance from Glenn Youngkin. But Giuliani decided the answer was make a video attacking Democrat Terry McAuliffe using 
a filter so I look like Abe Lincoln. Hey, and he really did that. Hey, everybody, it's me, Grudy Bugiani, here from the TikToks. Dab Yolo, vote for a Nazi. <laughs> it's okay. really well, close to that. So, to be clear, though, if, if Glenn Youngkin tried to disassociate with people just because they were hot garbage, they'd be having a way different campaign in Virginia. <laughs> Don't vote for me. Plat. Bud so, Dwyer. Before we get to the uh, the Abe Lincoln video. Let's take a fun little stroll down recent memory lane. Here's a very much not exhaustive list of embarrassing failures by Rudolph Giuliani over the last year. Are you going to talk about the Four Seasons? Of course, I'm going to start with the Four Seasons total landscaping thing. I can't imagine anyone missed, you know, the greatest thing that's ever happened. But just in case, Giuliani wanted to have a press conference about the election results last year. And he tried to book the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia. And thanks to the American goddamn hero who answered the phone at Four Seasons Total Landscaping and said, yup, we sure the fuck can host that for you. <laughs> thanks to that guy, Giuliani ended up in the back parking lot of a landscaping firm next to a crematorium and a pornographic bookstore yeah. doing a press conference. And he found out during that press conference that Trump officially lost the election. Okay, was that last year? Guys, yeah. it's somehow been <laughs> 11 centuries and four days since everything post-2016 <laughs> happened. Right? How? It's been less than a year since that. It's the best thing. Oh. I think about that every day. That <laughs> entire story, that's actually my mantra when I meditate. I just go through that story yeah. in my head. That's it. Okay, moving on to a few more highlights from Ruju. For example... He's been under investigation for federal crimes, well, for years, and he's no longer allowed to practice law in all the places where he has a license or had a license to do that. So no more being a lawyer, which is his job, theoretically. And when he was asked about it during a recent interview, he said, I committed no crime. If you think I did commit a crime, you're probably really stupid because you don't know who I am. <laughs> I don't... It I, arguing he didn't commit a crime sounds an awful lot like practicing law. I feel like we could turn him in for that quote, right? <laughs> All right. Just a few more, because this is so fun. Rudy Giuliani got tricked by Sasha Baron Cohen into humiliating himself during a Borat movie. He didn't pick up on any of the clues that he might have been in a Borat movie. He butt-dialed a reporter from the Washington Post at the exact moment that he was naming a crime out loud about interfering with the 2016 election. He started a podcast, and that's that's just embarrassing yeah, on its own. <laughs> it was mostly about selling gold bricks and libertarian cigars, apparently. That yep. was the theme of the podcast. And, of course, his face melted during a TV appearance a lot. It, like, it looked like an oil spill. It was... Rough. The EPA had to show up at his face. Oh, they were sure. out there cleaning up ducks and shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but like, <laughs> in many ways, that last thing is the least shameful one, right? Because it, it's possible for a nice person's hair dye to run in the New York hot sun. For all the other stuff, you got to be Rudy Giuliani. You know, you got to. Well, the, the fucking hot New York sun can make a nice person start a podcast too. But yeah, other than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Last one. And this literally popped up as an alert on my phone whilst writing this story from the New York Times. 
Lev Pornis, a former Rudy Giuliani ally, was convicted of funneling a Russian tycoon's money to U.S. candidates to gain business favors. Exact quote that literally popped up while I was writing this. And that brings us to the new campaign video for Giuliani. He apparently latched onto the idea that Bill Clinton was letting big donors stay in the Lincoln bedroom at the White House, and that was Terry McAuliffe's idea back in the day. It was not. Clinton said it was his idea personally. Also, the Lincoln bedroom was Abe Lincoln's office, not his bedroom. It's fine. Regardless, Giuliani was certain this was the perfect <laughs> topical zinger about the 1990s. <laughs> so he turned himself into Abe Lincoln using like a Snapchat filter and did his best Lincoln impression. Apparently, Lincoln was a... New York rabbi with lung cancer is what we learned from the voice there. And and then the accent, it actually evolves into, I'm pretty sure Adolf Hitler at the end. That's what happened in Giuliani's video. Oh, so many things for Rudy Giuliani accidentally involved into Adolf Hitler in the end. Yeah, for so many Trump associates also accidentally involved into <laughs> Adolf Hitler at the end. Yeah, so check out the video. It's pretty fucking amazing. Somebody clearly told Giuliani that his Abe Lincoln impression is hilarious. I, I guess he does that at dinner parties. And he's so goddamn happy with himself. At, at least until he read one single response from the entire internet about this. He got roasted hard. The best line I found, I, I wish I had come up with this myself. This was from Frank Lesser. He was a writer for the Colbert Report. He tweeted, congrats, Rudy. This is the... Second worst thing a bad actor did to Abraham Lincoln. Oh, <laughs> Good work, Frank Lesser. And on that note, we're going to pause for a quick word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, podcast listener. Have you been meaning to find someone to talk to about your mental health and happiness, but just can't seem to find the time? Do you find yourself saying things like, Now's just not a good time, or I don't think therapy is right for me. Well, then you might be looking for BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online without all the hassle. Plus, BetterHelp has a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. So if you need a therapist who's trans-affirming or LGBTQ friendly or just not going to prescribe you Jesus... They can help with that. Yes, they can. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. And right now, Skeptocrat listeners get 10% off the first month at BetterHelp.com Skeptocrat. BetterHelp. It's the help you've been waiting for, but better. Okay, I thought something was going to happen. Usually... Our ads have like a punchline at the end. Yeah, I, all right. It's just BetterHelp has really good service. And it's super easy yeah. to just mm -hmm. talk about that. Right. Right. Oh, we could kick Heath in the nuts again. That worked great. Yeah. So, uh, ooh, ooh, I could do it as an uh, inside out little girl. Love it. Yes. It's not. Kegel. Oh, why would we do that? Okay. Well, you know what? That's on me. I shouldn't have said anything. No, you shouldn't have said anything. Ah, it's a really good punchline, though. It really is. Always Brings the whole thing together. Kick line. <laughs> And we're back. 
Next up in headlines, in the Holocaustomer, as always, right news, a Texas <laughs> education official spent last week answering the question, so what is the opposing viewpoint to the Holocaust having happened in a much more formal setting than usual? <laughs> that's that's supposed to be like a metaphor for everything they do in Texas, but that's like actually what's that happening. Too, that yeah, right. So it's both. It's, it's, uh, it Jesus. turns out all the practice they had answering that question in private did not help them in this instance. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, of course, because a Texas school district official explained a new Texas law to teachers by pointing out that if they kept books about the Holocaust in their classroom, they would also need to offer, quote, opposing viewpoints. Hmm. Wow. Listen, I'm just asking questions. I'm asking the Jewish questions here. <laughs> I'm asking questions. All right, kids. Last semester, we did Night by Ellie Wazell. So this semester, we're going to be following an Orthodox Jewish family around a toy store. Oh, Jesus And you guys Christ. can make up your own <laughs> minds. So, yeah, so this is a real thing. There's audio of it and everything. Uh, the school official in question is Gina Petty, the executive director of curriculum and instruction for a school district in South Lake, Texas. And a lot of the news items about this story have tried to make her into the bad guy. But, like, the truth of the matter is that she was actually correctly explaining a fucked up law that the Texas legislators just passed. For fuck's sake, the meeting she was speaking at was called after a fourth grader's parents complained that their kid's teacher had an anti-racism book in her classroom with no alternative views, like no pro-racism no pro-racism books. Yes. books. Wow. Yeah, and that's why we need more Bibles in school. Wait. Uh- <laughs> that would do it, Oh, yeah, actually. I got to say, like though, myself look dumb. if... We'll present both sides of racism and let people with undeveloped brains decide is an emblematic of what's wrong with this country. I don't know yeah. what it is. That's yeah. on the Texas flag with the mod. I don't know. That's <laughs> right. That's right, right there. It's right below in God we trust. So in response to that actual real complaint from this fucking dimension that we all live in, Getty said, quote, We are in the middle of a political mess, and you are in the middle of a political mess, and so we just have to do the best we can. Make sure that if you have a book on the Holocaust, that you have one that has an opposing, that has other perspectives, end quote. I I like how they got confused by how we and you work. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) And to their credit, the immediate next thing on the recording is all the teachers present saying the fuck are you talking about in unison (laughs) right and and getty struggling to clarify and and since the audio went public a spokesperson from the school district just tried to walk back her comments uh district superintendent dr lane ledbetter issued an apology on facebook assuring parents that the district understands that the law quote does not require an opposing viewpoint on historical facts end quote but it does yeah doesn't it the whole fucking raison d'etre of the fucking law is to force teachers to offer an alternative to the historical fact that the institutions that make up the U.S. government were designed to ensure white control and to marginalize people of color, right? That's the entire the entire point of the goddamn law was to require an opposing viewpoint on historical facts, and it is clearly having that effect. All right, if you're going to have that physics textbook, you also have to have Alice in Wonderland, too. (laughs) You have to. You got a math book? You have to have 1984. You have to. It's both. It's the rule. Uh, Did I just get tackled by Orwell? What the fuck? (laughs) Somebody made a time machine. (laughs) Look, I hardly have to justify shining a light on state-mandated Holocaust denial, even, even if it really is a misinterpretation, which I don't accept. But we shouldn't lose track of the roots here. HB 3979, the the law that Petty was referring to, was, 
enacted in the words of Texas Governor Greg Abbott in an effort to abolish critical race theory in schools. Now, a lot of people are dismissing this latest conservative wish hunt by pointing out that no primary or secondary schools in the country teach CRT, and there's no harm in abolishing something that doesn't exist. But as we can see here, there is harm. Yep. Their target isn't an actual academic theory. It's the collective effort to acknowledge and combat bigotry. And it's all but impossible for them to avoid admitting that as soon as they have to talk about it with a recorder on. Yep. And in Spray Can You See News, our next story is a bit of a crossover with our other programming. It's got bullshit, it's got mysterious diseases, and it's got nerd heroes worth their own episode of House or an Agatha Christie mystery. So, last March, for no reason anyone could surmise, cases of a rare tropical infection started to pop up in the very much non-tropical states of Minnesota, Kansas, and Texas. Hmm. The infecting bacteria, Burkholderilia pseudomalae, is common in Thailand, Singapore, and, of course, northern Australia because it kills people. Yeah, but the cause was undiscovered. None of the victims had traveled recently or had contact with those who had. It wasn't until the CDC, who, as we all know, weren't doing anything else last March, searched and compared the products in their homes when they found the culprit. A lavender-scented aromatherapy spray filled with, their words not mine, healing gemstones. Okay, Eli, but people believe it can work. What's the worst that could happen? Ow, fuck, was that a drop bear with rabies? (laughs) Out of nowhere. It's what I just said as a joke, but real. Yeah, but real, though. For realsies, yeah. Uh, By the way, healing gemstones are real and for some reason, like they're way more illegal than cocaine. I think it's entirely racist, <laughs> but it's a, it's a legit thing. Yeah. So upon further investigation, it turns out that this healing spray of smell therapy seems to have contained a fair dose of deadly bacteria. And one CDC representative postulated that the healing rocks in question might have been the problem. Quote, Rocks are collected from the environment, and there's bacteria in the environment. So if the rocks weren't sterilized before they went in, that's a possibility. The other thing is the possibility that another component was contaminated, and the rocks made a little microenvironment in that bottle for the bacteria to grow in. So the significance of the rocks, we don't really know yet, but having rocks in a fragrance bottle is definitely unusual. So that's something I think we're interested in looking at, end quote. Oh, if there's a, been like a theme for the CDC this year, it's been someone's always that dumb, though. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know, but come on. So you might be wondering yourselves, wait a second. Was it super fun was to it figure fun out to find out who <laughs> yeah. killed those people? No, it well, is. It was? Yeah. Okay. Well, good news. Uh, the CDC rep apparently had to answer that question as well. Quote, you weigh the excitement of being able to put the pieces of this puzzle together with... Really, the horrific knowledge that two people died and four families were dramatically impacted by this. And I really think the knowledge of how serious this was is what drove our scientists to work so hard to try to solve this mystery. Really fun mystery. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, look, I I don't blame them. At this point, they're stoked when they can solve any problem at all without inspiring a bunch of assholes to spite inject horse bleach into their eyeballers. Sure, (laughs) sure, yeah. So perhaps a little bit of crossover programming here at the Skeptocrat, but a fantastic reminder that products like aromatherapy are 
useless at best, and jungle disease-bearing poison at worst. <laughs> yeah, worst case scenario, I guess I was asking before, death. It would be death, dying. <laughs> and finally tonight, we have a very important safety announcement. <laughs> Don't use sex toys that can go in all the way, but can't come out. Now, it seems like that would go without saying, but apparently not. This is a global issue. And that's why the International Organization for Standardization just released its first ever set of safety guidelines for fuck toys. The report is called Sex Toys, Design and Safety Requirements for Products in Direct Contact with Genitalia, the Anus, or Both. <laughs> now, obviously, they're not aware of all the other spots on the body you can put stuff in for sexual pleasure. But it's a good start. I'm glad they're doing this. <laughs> okay, I, I, I want to go ahead and say this uh, at the outset, Heath. The seems like that would go without saying, but it seemed unnecessarily judgy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apology required. Also, <laughs> I just learned from that title that the anus is not genitals. I would like an apology from that Chuck E. Cheese. I would like an yeah. apology. <laughs> right. Learn what words mean, Chuck E. Cheese. So... The push for comprehensive safety advice started when a Swedish doctor named Martin Dahlberg, he threw down his ass forceps in frustration after removing yet another Stewie Griffin bobblehead top from yet another rectum. It was a long day for him. He threw down his ass forceps. So he went to the Swedish Institute for Standards and demanded some action. After a quick Google by them of, how to remove an object from my ass without a doctor yielded way too many results on Reddit and Quora. <laughs> they fast-tracked the issue and bumped it up to the international panel. And that's when a team of 75 experts got together to form what I call dildosha. <laughs> Here's a few major guidelines from the report. They issued a warning against certain materials that can be toxic. They called for an auto shutoff at 118 degrees Fahrenheit for any heating devices. Boo. <laughs> and they said a maximum power and duration for vibrating devices. Boo. But, <laughs> but the biggest <laughs> focus was what I mentioned at the beginning. The thing has to come out or yeah. not go all the way in. So a team of international engineers put together the official specs for an ass flange. Engineers did that. Which means at one point someone was like, well, you know what, Hans? That's a really easy way for you to prove your point, man. Just do it. If it's so easy to remove, just do it. I'm tired of having this argument. It's been a week and a half. Okay, but so you're joking, but either there's a real Hans out there whose job that is, or they have a super detailed fake anus in the R&D department. Either way, I kind of want to see this process. You know they locked up the fake anus at night, right? No one talked about why, but they locked up the fake anus. You have to have two people to turn the key at the same time. <laughs> An eye scan. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but here's Still the Still fucking Tom Cruise dropping down on a string or something to get at it, yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. That's just a subset of the sex toy industry in terms of safety. For example, just top of my head, hypothetical for a friend, what about a car battery with nipple clips? What about that? Okay. Well, apparently, some engineer pointed that out, and the panel came up with <laughs> pass. They punted on that one. The report just says, electric shock stuff should be evaluated by qualified experts. You figure it out. 
I don't know, Heath. I call my electrician like every time a bulb in my house blows. I feel like that guy's been through enough without me. <laughs> so, wait, hey, I, man, these bulbs need a flange, dude. Right? Do they need a flange? What they are you doing? To, they do have to come out. Like, yeah. So, okay, wait. But so I'm dying to know who the sex toy scientist doctors think would be the expert in this system. Right? <laughs> who would that be? Wow. <laughs> we got to go to the top of a fucking mountain or something for that really shit. Really specific major right there. Department <laughs> at a university. There, Maybe there's, well, there's one at NYU. I was going to say. I, I was like, Okay, <laughs> there you go. NYU. All right. <laughs> and that brings us to the issue of teledildonics. That's the term for sex toys that use modern digital communication to allow users to control a device remotely. And the lack of guidance about teledildonic safety standards was a big criticism of this report that just came out. One aspect is the privacy issue. Apparently, lots of people are worried their partner's going to be controlling their Hitachi Leatherman with a PlayStation controller from a different city, and they're going to get extremely well-targeted ads right at that moment. <laughs> But other people do want that, so, you know, for a friend. Regardless, it's not just about digital privacy. According to Brad Haynes, who runs the sex toy security site called what? Internet of Dongs, that's all real. Okay. According to that guy, quote, I could see a situation where a manufacturer specs out the motor they need to get a low-frequency vibration going that's capable of a much higher-duty cycle and speed. <gasps> so they put a software limit that the app would only ever tell it to go to 50%. But that doesn't mean the chipset couldn't take a command that would take it to 100%. Wow. <laughs> End real quote. Okay, look, I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot here, but as someone who's watched Noah interact with technology far less complicated than an app-controlled oh, dildo, okay. this could be a deadly <laughs> mistake, my friends. A deadly <laughs> mistake. Okay, you know what? I'm going to just sidestep that personal jab from the guy who just admitted to being baffled by light bulbs to loop back around <laughs> to the advertising joke you made. So was I the only one picturing Morse code beamed directly to your sphincter here, or was it where you... You were not. Hear? Okay. You were right. not. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just seems like you'd avoid installing an Audi Turbo on your vibrator problem well, It seems solved. like you would avoid that. No, right. I, I got a great deal on these ones. This is the one I had to go with. Does this pull start like a chainsaw? It feels like maybe it's... <laughs> you went overboard with the motor? No? All right. It says Audi on the side. I'm just saying, fine. It's fine. Here's the thing, though. There's still the issue of hackers. That was another criticism. Mm. <laughs> and this is not just hypothetical. In late 2020, a cybersecurity company found a vulnerability in a device called the Cellmate Chastity Cage. What? That's a metal cage that locks around a penis. And the locking and unlocking mechanism is controlled with an app. The cybersecurity team put out a warning that said... Almost, quote, what the fuck are you thinking? A hacker could prevent the dick prison from opening, <laughs> at which point you'd need literally bolt cutters or an angle oh, grinder Jesus to Christ. get free. Seriously, and almost exact quote, like almost all the words I said, almost exactly. And then that actually happened. The thing they were warning about actually happened. A hacker got control of the app and tried to take a penis hostage, demanding a literal ransom to uncage the penis. <laughs> yeah, usually the ransom for uncaging my penis is leave the Chuck E. Cheese without resisting. So I get it. I was just <laughs> I'm saying is I get it. <laughs> okay, I, I should clarify, though. It's not 
100% that the hacker succeeded there. But in my head, there was a guy with his dick in a cage taking a phone call that was like, <laughs> bring 10 grand cash to the drop point if you ever want to see your dick again. And a cop off to the side just out of frame who almost traced the call in time yeah. but couldn't Not quite do soon. it. Bottom line, here's the big takeaway from everything we just talked about. Butt plugs need a flange. Bigger than you think. Bigger than that. Whatever you were thinking, bigger than that. And incognito mode won't keep your dick out of a locked cage. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. More like the more in, you know. Incognito. <laughs> By the way, um, incognito won't keep your dick out of a literal cage also works as great marital advice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's got to know what she's up against. And on that note. <laughs> great interpretation, Eli. Way to take the positive very, spin yeah. on that. Helpful <laughs> PSA from the Skeptocrat, everybody. Up your game. There you go. All right, we're closing it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Karen Parker, Nathan Panuco, Dave R., Gregory Ashby, an action lion with a commercial driver's license, Gregory Parts, and Lisa Drury, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas are part of the Dildosha textbook for ideal specs. Yeah. <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, Godawful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Oh, I, you know, I, I had to leave this out of my lead story. I'm going to tell you guys about it. There was so much material I could have put in this lead story. It could have been 45 paragraphs long. Um, but one of the things that I absolutely loved is that they're trying to, like, in, in on Truth Social, instead of sending tweets, you send truths. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they actually you, expect people you, to use that truth, terminology. You, like the verb, you truth. Well, well, I don't know about that, but, like, instead of saying I sent a, tr a tweet, you'd say I sent a truth. Or I truthed. You you might be might be able to use it that way as well. I haven't seen that usage yet. I don't think they've. Dude, if you want to get him on the podcast, birds. just truth at him. Just truth at him. He sometimes he responds. The yep. two truths. Oh, I'm sorry. The two truths. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.